In this episode, we're going to look at how to subnet an IPv4 network. I'll show you how to do it and have a discussion about the concepts along the way. In this activity, we're going to subnet a customer network into several subnets. The subnet scheme should be based on the number of host computers required in each subnet, as well as other network considerations like future network host expansion. After we've created the subnetting scheme and completed the table uh, by filling in the missing host and interface IP addresses, we'll then configure the host PCs, switches, and router interfaces. After the network devices and host PCs have been configured, we'll then use the ping command to test for network connectivity. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation, and if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Subnet and IP version 4 network. I have the Packet Tracer Lab already open. On the left side, we have our work area with all of our devices. Last part of the lab, we're going to go in there and configure them, put the addresses we're going to subnet here as we start off this lab. We're going to put them in there and get our network running. On the right side, bottom right, I have the original Packet Tracer activity window that gives us our, our information, but I mainly keep that open to use the check results right here. Then in the upper right here, I have the Word document. The Word document is basically what the packet tracer activity document is, but it allows me to fill in the fields. Partway through this, they're gonna have us go in and fill in these fields with the, the subnets we did, and there's questions to answer. I can do that in the Word document. Now, here's our addressing table. You can see that's incomplete. We're gonna, throughout this lab, we're gonna go through and enter that information in. Here's our objectives and a background scenario. Coming into our instructions, part one, subnet the assigned network. Create a subnetting scheme that meets the required number of subnets and required number of hosts. Now, here are our requirements. A, we need a minimum of 50 hosts on LAN A. Second requirement, second subnet is LAN B. LAN B here is the bottom left of our network. You need a minimum of 40 hosts on that network. Minimum of 40 host IP addresses. C, you also need two additional unused subnets for future expansion. We're planning that our company is going to grow, you're making money, that we want to add more devices onto your network. That's what we're looking at. Answer the following questions. Create a subnetting scheme that meets the stated network requirements. First question, how many hosts are needed in the largest required subnet? We go back up to our, our requirements. This first subnet says we need 50 hosts. The second subnet, LAN B, that says we need 40. So our big number right here is 50 hosts. What is the minimum number of subnets required? Going back to our requirements, first subnet, that's one. Second subnet, that's two. We also need two additional. That gives us a total of four. We have two required subnets, two future expansion subnets, that is a total of four subnets. There we go. You are the network you are tasked to subnet is the 192.168.0.0/24 network. What is the what is the slash 24 subnet in binary? Once again, as we remember, what the slash number means here at the end of an address, that means how many bits are in the network portion. The network portion is the first part of an IP version 4 address. IP version 4 address is 32 bits long. That slash number will never be bigger than 32. And what it's saying is out of those 32 bits, the first 24 
that's the network portion. When we write out a subnet mask, the subnet mask in binary is all ones in the network portion. That is all ones in the network portion followed by all zeros. If the network portion here is 24, that means we have 24 ones in the network portion followed by eight zeros, 32 minus 24, that gives us eight left. 32, or sorry, eight zeros left for the host portion. That will show us, and once again, the 32 bits, we're gonna put it in um, octets. Every eight bits, we're gonna put a period. That just helps us as humans better read that. The answer to the question here, what is the subnet mask in binary for a slash 24? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dot one two three four five six seven eight dot one two three four five six seven eight dot so that takes care of our slash 24 and then we have to fill in the remainder the host portion with zeros which are eight zeros one two three four five six seven and eight that is what our slash 24 subnet mask in binary looks like the subnet mask is made up of two portions the network portion and the host portion this represents the binary by the ones and the zeros in the subnet mask. Question, in the network mask, what do the ones represent? So in our subnet mask, what do the ones represent? Well, the ones represent the network portion of the address. So ones represent the network portion. Next question, in the network mask, what do the zeros represent? The zeros represent the last part, the host portion. Represent the host portion. To subnet a network, bits from the host portion of the original network mask are changed into subnet bits. The number of subnet bits defines a network portion. The number, the bits from the host portion of the original mask are changed into it. What this is saying is the network, or sorry, the host portion, the, the last part of that subnet mask, we're gonna borrow some of those bits to create smaller networks on our network. The smaller networks allow us to better manage our networks. You have more control over how the network goes. It also goes to add in some security. Question, given each of the possible subnet masks depicted in the following binary format, how many subnets and how many hosts are created in each example? What we're gonna do is we're gonna use this information. They give us a slash 25. Once again, that slash 25 means there's 25 ones in the network portion, and then the rest is the host portion. Once again, remember the IP version for address is 32 bits long. We're having 25 of those 32 bits in our network portion, 32 minus 25, that equals seven. That's how many bits will be left in our host portion. Right here, we have the seven bits in our host portion. They, they do give us a hint. Remember that the number of host bits to the power, power of two, so two to the number of host bits, defines the number of hosts per subnet minus two. Minus two, once again, is you can't use the first IP address because that's a network address. You can't use the second or sorry, you can't use the last IP address because that's the broadcast address. The second nugget they throw at us here, the number of subnet bits to the power of two, so two to the number number of subnet bits, that's the, that's the number of bits we're borrowing, defines the number of subnets. The subnet bits are shown in black, right here, they're shown in, or so, sorry, shown in bold are the bits that have been borrowed beyond the original network mask of 24. Okay, let's go down, let's work through this. 
The first one they're asking us to do is a slash 25. Slash 25 is the first 25 bits of our 32-bit IP address is the network portion. The remaining, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or 32 bits minus 25 bits, that gives us seven, is our host portion. What is the dotted decimal subnet mask equivalent of this subnet mask? Once again, subnet masks always follow all ones, which represents the network portion, followed by all zeros. That represents the host portion, all ones followed by all zeros. What's the dotted decimal note? What is the dotted subnet mask equivalent of this binary right here? Well, we have eight ones in the first octet. Eight ones represents 255, so that gives us 255. Second octet here again is all ones, that gives us another 255. The third one gives us all 255s. I'm gonna go ahead and type that in there. 255, 255.255, dot, dot. And then this last one here, one followed by seven zeros. Now we go back and remember the conversion technique. We look at the value of the column. If there's a one there, we add those all up where there's ones. Starting here, the value of this column is one, this is two, this is four, eight, 16, 32, 64. The value of this last column here is 128. There's only a one in the 128 column. Add that all up, 128, and that's it. That gives us our dotted decimal subnet mask equivalent right there. Number of subnets. They're asking us for the number of subnets. We will go up here, we will look at the second little nugget they threw at us. The number of subnets is the number of subnet bits to the power of two. So two to the power of the number of bits, subnet bits. We only, we're only borrowing one bit so that's two to the first power. Any number to the first power is the number itself. So two to the first power, any number to the first power is that number itself. Two to the first power is two, and that is two subnets. There. Next part, number of hosts. Number of hosts, look at the first little nugget they threw at us, is the number of host bits, two to the power of number of host bits define the number of hosts per subnet minus two. Once again, we have the minus two because we cannot use the first one. The first one is the network address. Can't use the second, or sorry, can't use the last one. That's the broadcast address. Our formula here is two to the number of bits in the host portion that's our zeros here. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And then we subtract two from that. Can't put a minus two here. We've got to make sure we put our parentheses in here. That way we do two to the seventh first, get that number, and then we subtract two to that. Now two to the seventh, that is equivalent to two times 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 two be seven twos in there get that number and you subtract two from that two times two is four times two is eight times two is 16 times two is 32 times two is 64 times two is 128 128 minus two that gives us 126 126 hosts and that is per subnet so each subnet can have up to 126 hosts. Once again, it's not 128 because you can't use the first one. The first one's a network address. You can't use the last one. The last one's a broadcast address. That gives us a total of 126 usable IP addresses per subnet. And once again, we have two subnets. So each one of those two subnets, 126 hosts per subnet. Okay, that takes care of our slash 25 address. 
Let's go and do our slash 26 address. Slash 26, once again, means we have 26 bits in the network portion. 8 plus 8 plus 8. 8 plus 8 is 16, plus 8 is 24. 25, 26. That means we are borrowing 2 bits from our original slash 24. First question is, is what is the dotted decimal? Sorry. Yeah, what is the dotted decimal subnet mask equivalent? Okay, let's go ahead, take the first eight bits. First eight bits are all ones. Whoops. First eight bits are all ones. Second eight, your second octet is eight ones again, 255. Third octet is all ones, 255, dot. And then we have a one in the 128 column. We have a one in the 64 column. And no other one, so 128 plus 64, that gives us 192. Number of subnets for our slash 26 subnet. Slash number of subnets is two to the number of bits we are borrowing. We are borrowing two, two to the second power or two squared. That is equivalent to two times two, which is four. And once again, that is subnets. We have to figure out the number of hosts. Number of hosts. Once again, we start off putting in parentheses two to the number of bits in the host portion. We take what's left, what's the zeros. That gives us one, two, three, four, five, and six bits in our host portion. So two to the sixth. And we subtract two from that total because you can't use the first one. Network address, can't use the last one. Broadcast address. That is equal to two times, two times two times two times two times two times two, six twos. And you subtract two from that total, which is equal to two times two is four times two is eight times two is 16 times two is 32 times two is 64. 64 minus two, that gives us 62 posts Hosts per subnet. We got four subnets. Each one of those subnets can have a maximum of 62 hosts per subnet. Onto our slash 27 network. Slash 27 means 27 bits in the network portion. 8 plus 8 is 16, plus 8 is 24, 25, 26, 27. That gives us we are borrowing three bits from our original slash 24 for our slash 27. What is the dotted decimal notation? First octet is all ones, 255. Second octet is all ones, 255. Third octet, once again, is all ones. And then we have 128 plus 64 plus 32. That gives us 128 plus 64 plus 32 gives us 224. Number of subnets for our slash 27 network. Two to the number of bits that we are borrowing. We are borrowing three of them. That is equal to two times two times two, which is two times two is four times two is eight. That gives us eight subnets. Number of hosts. Two to the number of bits in the host portion. That's what we have left over. That Those are our zeros. We have five zeros there. So two to the fifth. And we got to take two away because you can't use the first one. Can't use the last one. That is equal to two times two times two times two times two. Five twos. Subtract two from that total. That gives us two times two is four. Times two is eight. Times two is 16. Times two is 32. 32 minus 2 for a grand total of 30 hosts per subnet. Our slash 27 gives us 8 subnets. Each one of those subnets has 30 hosts per subnet. Slash 28 network. Slash 28. 28 ones in the network portion. 8 plus 8 is 16 plus 8 is 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. We are borrowing 8 bits from our original slash 
24. Got a decimal notation. First three octets are all ones. 255, 255, 255. Dot. And then we look at 128 plus 64 plus 32 plus 16. If you add all those up, once again, 128 plus 64 plus 32 plus 16. That gives us 240. Number of subnets. Number of subnets. 2 to the number of bits in the network portion. That's 2 to the 4th. That is equal to 2 times 2 times 2 times 2, which is equal to 2 times 2 is 4, times 2 is 8, times 2 is 16. That gives us 16 subnet masks. Number of hosts. 2 to the number of hosts, or number of bits in the host portion. Since we borrowed 4, that leaves us with 4 remaining, because we have 8 bits total. So that's 2 to the 4th. We subtract 2 from that total. That gives us 2 times 2 times 2 times 2 minus 2 from there. 2 times 2 is 4 times 2 is 8 times 2 is 16. 16 minus 2 gives us our total of 14 hosts per subnet. Our slash 28 once again here. Gave us 16 subnet, 16 subnets. Sorry about that. And each one of those 16 subnets can have up to 14 hosts per subnet. 14 valid IP addresses. Slash 29. Slash 29 gives us 29 bits in our network portion. That gives us five bits we're borrowing from our original slash 24. Dotted decimal subnet mask equivalent. First three octets are all ones. 255, 255, 255. Takes us down to 128 plus 64 plus 32 plus 16 plus 8. If you add all of those together, that is 248. That is 248. Number of subnets. Two. To the number of bits we are borrowing in the network portion, we are borrowing five bits. Two to the fifth, which is equal to two times two times two times two times two. Five twos. Two times two is four, times two is eight, times two is 16, times two is 32. 32 subnets. 32 smaller networks in there if we borrow five bits number of hosts that is two to the number of bits in the host portion we borrowed five that gives us three remaining two to the third can't use the first one can't use the last one so we subtract two off that gives us two times two times two minus two two times two is four times two is eight 8 minus 2, that gives us 6 hosts per subnet. Slash 29 gave us 32 subnets. Each one of those 32 subnets has 6 hosts per subnet. And down to our last one, a slash 30. Slash 30 means there's 30 bits in the network portion. 30 bits. From our original 24 bits, we are borrowing 6 bits. Got a decimal subnet mask equivalent. First 3 octets are all 1s. Then we go and we add up 128 plus 64 plus 32 plus 16 plus 8 plus 4. Add all those together. That gives us 252. Number of subnets. Number of subnets. Two to the number of bits in the network portion. Number of bits we are borrowing. We are borrowing six. Two to the six, which is equal to two times two times two times two times two times two. Or 
3 times 2 is 4, times 2 is 8, times 2 is 16, times 2 is 32, times 2 is 64. 64 subnets. Number of hosts, number of hosts once again. 2 to the number of bits in the host portion, since we borrowed 6 bits for our network portion. That gives that leaves us with 2 bits in the host portion. So that's 2 to the second power, 2 squared. Subtract two, because we can't use the first one, can't use the last one. That gives us two times two, minus two, which is two times two is four. Four minus two. Final answer here is two hosts per subnet. Using a slash 30. Slash 30 gives us 64 subnets we can create from that original slash 24. Each one of those 64 subnets can have a maximum of two hosts per subnet. Now, where would you use this? You would use this on point-to-point -point connections. Like a serial connection to a serial connection on a router would be a great example of where you would use something like this. Because you can't have more than two IP addresses there. Question. Considering your answers above, which subnet mass meet the required number of minimum host addresses. Well, we need to go remember what our minimum number of host addresses are and then see what subnet mass did that. Minimum number of hosts right here. How many host addresses are needed for the largest required subnet? That's 50. All subnets need to have at least 50 hosts, usable IP addresses there. Coming down here, our slash 25, that had 126 hosts. 126 is more than 50, slash 25 works. Slash 26 has 62 hosts per subnet, 62 is more than 50, slash 26 works. Slash 27 has 30. 30 is not more than 50. You need 50 hosts per subnet. That means the slash 27 won't work. Slash 28 only has 14 hosts per subnet. We need 50, so slash 28 does not work. Slash 29 has 6 hosts per subnet. Once again, we need 50. Slash 29 will, will not work. Slash 30 only has 2 hosts. We need 50. That does not work. That means only the first two, the slash 25 with 126 and the slash 26 with 62. Those are the only two subnet mass that are going to work. Slash 25, slash 26. Slash 25 and slash 26 will meet the min and um, required number of hosts per subnet. Next question. Considering your answers above, which subnet mass meet the minimum number of subnets required? Minimum of minimum number of networks. Well, let's go back up here. We answered a question that hopefully does that. What is the minimum number of subnets required? We had two required. We had two for future expansion. Gives us a total of four subnets. Our minimum number here is four subnets. Starting off with our slash 25. Slash 25 has only two subnets. We need a minimum of four. Does not work. Slash 26. That has four subnets. That's a minimum of four. So slash 26 works. Slash 27, eight subnets. Slash 27 works. Slash 28 has 16 subnets. Once again, minimum of four. 16 is more than four. Slash 28 works. Slash 29 has 32 subnets. That one works also. And slash 30 has 64 subnets. That one works. They all work except for the slash 25. Our answer down here is slash 26, 
slash 27 slash 28 slash 29 and slash 30 meet the minimum required number of subnets. Third question of this group, considering your answers above, which subnet mask meets both the required minimum number of hosts and the minimum number of subnets required? What we have to do is look at these two questions we just answered right here. Which subnet mask meets both of these requirements? If we look here, slash 25 does not appear in both of them, but slash 26, that appears. Slash 26, definitely right there. Slash 27 only appears down here. Slash 28 only appears here. Slash 29 and slash 30 only appear here. What the one that meets both requirements is the slash 26. Slash 26 will give you the four subnets that are required and 62 hosts per subnet which is greater than the required 50 hosts per subnet. When you've determined which subnet mask meets all the stated network requirements, that is this right here, derive each of the subnets. List the subnets from first to last in the table. Remember the first subnet is this with the chosen subnet with the chosen subnet mask. Okay, the first subnet mask or first subnet is 192.168.1 or sorry .0.0. .0. 192.168.00. The prefix we got here is a slash 26. The prefix is the same, same for all of these networks. We get a slash 26, slash 26, slash 26, and slash 26, and the subnet mask. If we go back up all the way to our slash 26, slash 26, they had us figure out what the dotted decimal subnet mask equivalent is. That is 255, 255, 255. Dot 192. Three 255s and a 192. Once again, those are all going to stay the same for all the different subnets. That was 255, 255.192. 255.255, 255.192. 255.255, 255.192. The subnet address is that first address of each of those four networks we, we came up with. Remember, we've divided, we, we said we're gonna take this entire slash 24 network, this portion will stay the same in every address, but then we're gonna divide this up into four locations because these, the slash 24 stays the same. We can't do anything with those first 24 bits. Those all stay the same. So 192.168.0. And then that octet there will be what we figure out in all of these network portions for the slash 24 are going to be the same. All we have to do is figure out what this fourth octet is. What is the starting? What is the network address for each one of these? We divide this up into four. If we go up to here, back to our slash 26, we can see that we're borrowing two bits. Borrowing these two bits, what we have to do is we need to figure out all the different possibilities. The different possibilities there are 00, 01, 10, and 11. What you do is you start off with 00 in those two bits we borrowed. Add one to that. 
zero, zero plus one, that gives you zero, one. That's the start of our second network. Then for the start of the third network, you add one to that. Zero, one plus one, one plus one equals two, but we're in binary, you can't have a two. What you do is you increment the next column or the column to the left, and then you restart over. So zero plus one, or zero one plus one, that gives us one zero. That's the start of the third network. Then you add one to that and you continue adding until you get all ones. Right now we're at one zero. If you add one to that, that gives us one one. We continue all the way down until we have all ones there, which we do. That's the start of the fourth network. Once again, we had zero zero, zero one, one zero and one one all in this space right here if we start off with zero zero that was our first network that was zero come back down here that's what we have now we got to figure out the start of the second network start of the second network was we added we had zero zero we added one to that we added we add one to that that gives us a one in this column right here one in the 64 column that's the only one we have that gives us 64 there. The third network, once again, we have zero one, add one to that, can't have a two, so we increment the next column to the left, start over, that gives us a one zero, that gives us just a one in the 128 column, and that's it. Start of that network is 128, and the start of the fourth network, we are at one zero here, add one to one zero, that gives us one one. That gives us a one in the 128 column and a one in the one, or sorry, one in the 64 column, 128 plus 64, that gives us 192. These are the start of our networks, each of those individual networks. On to step two, fill in the missing IP addresses in the addressing table. That's the table up at the top of this document. A, assign the first subnet to LAN A. If we look over here on the left side, LAN A is the upper left corner, signified by the name of the switch right here. This is LAN A. Use the first host address, the first usable address, so you can't use zero. You have to add one to that. Zero plus one gives us one. Use the first host address for the customer. Once again, this is the network address. Can't use the first one, but if you add one to that, you can do that. Use the first host address for the customer router interface connected to LAN A. Okay, let's scroll back up here. We have customer router. Use the first IP address, 192.168.0. Network address was, was zero, but you can't use that one because that's the network address. You have to use the first usable address. That would be a dot one. Our subnet mask, oh, let's go down and see what the question is. Use the second host address for the LAN A switch. Now for the LAN A switch, what we wanna do is use the second address. Dot one was the first address that went to the router. Dot two is the second address that's gonna to go to the LAN A switch. 192, 168.0.2. Once again, our subnet masks for those was our slash 26 or dot 192, 255.255.255.192. Subnet mask stays the same for any device on that network. And our default gateway. For LAN switch A. So our LAN switch A. Default gateway once again is the exit off of our network. The exit off of our network and onto somebody else's network. The device that connects up multiple networks is a router. And so what we want is this IP address here 
up here in a couple lines above it, that's the gig zero zero interface. We assign this address. That means the default gateway for LAN A switch here is the IP address of this gig zero zero interface. 192.168.0.1. Use the last host address for PCA. Make sure to dis make sure to assign the default gateway. Okay, use the last host address. Well, the first address of the next network is 64. That means dot 63 would be on this network, but once again, you can't use the last address because that's the broadcast address. The last usable would be dot 62. Dot 62. Okay, go up to our table here. PCA, remember dot 62, 192.168.0.62. Subnet mass stays the same. 255.255.192. And the default gateway, once again, our default gateway for this network is our exit off. It's this interface. It's the interface on customer router. It's the gig 00 interface. It's this IP address right here. Default gateway of 192.168.0.1. There we go. Okay, we took care of A here on the B. Assign the second subnet, and that would be this one, 92.168.0.64, to LAN B. LAN B, once again, is down here on the bottom left of our network. This is LAN B right here. It includes up to that little, that interface on that router, because once again, this is our default gateway. So assign the second subnet, that's our dot 64 network, to LAN B. Use the first host address for the customer router interface connect, connected to LAN B. Can't use dot 64 because that's a network address. Have to add one to it. That's dot 65. gives us 192.168.0.65 and we got to figure out what our subnet mask is once again our subnet mask here is the same for all of these networks we're using the second network here subnet mask is Takes care of B1. B2, use the second host address. We use dot 65 up here for the router interface. Second one, dot 66 for the LAN B switch. Make sure to give it a default gateway. LAN B switch, the second one. Once again, we use dot 65 here. So we got to add one more to that, 192.168.0.66. The subnet mask stays the same for all these devices here. 255.255.255.192. And then the default gateway. Once again, we are looking at this switch right here. The default gateway is the exit on and off the network. That's this interface. It's this interface on the customer router. That's the gig zero one interface. We assign this IP address to that. So this is our default gateway for the LAN B switch. 192.168.0.65. It takes care of 2B on the 2C. Use the last host address for PCB Make sure to assign the default gateway. Now, once again, this is the start address. This is the start of the third network. 
If you take one away from it, that's the last address in the second network. So 127 is the last address in that second network. But we can't use the last address because that's the broadcast address. So we need to take one away from 127. That gives us 126. The PCB address would be a dot 126 then. 192.168.0.126. Subnet mask, once again, is the same for all of our networking devices. What we subnetted there, 255.255.255.192. And then the default gateway. Over here, once again, our default gateway for LAN B is the exit on and off. That's this interface right here. That is our gig01 interface. We assigned this address to the gig01 interface, 192.168.0.65. 192.168.0.65. That is our default gateway off of the network. We have all the fields filled in. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. On the part two, we are going to configure the devices. Configure basic settings on the PC, switches, and router. Refer to the routing table for device names and address information. Configure the customer router. Set the enable secret password on customer router to class 123. Now, once again, I'm going to click on customer router right here. Opens up our window. We're going to go into the command line interface. I make this window a little bit wider. We're looking for press return to get started. We got some other status updates, but I'm going to go ahead and hit enter once. It takes me in. Actually, I hit it a couple of times. To make changes, we have to go into privilege exec mode. To get into privilege exec mode, we type enable, hit enter. Notice our prompt change from a greater than sign to the pound sign, the hashtag, or my personal favorite, the waffle sign. The waffle sign signifies we are in privilege exec mode. Now, set the enable secret password on the customer router to class123. Enable secret and then our password is capital C L A S S one two three oh see what I did I forgot to go into global configuration mode config T now I can go enable secret capital C L A S S one two three there we go. That's something you need to be aware of that you typed in the command, but you were in the wrong prompt. You were in the wrong mode. You need to change out there. That's what happened to me right there. Set the console login password to Cisco123. Setting our log, our console login. Once again, that's line con zero. Gets us into there. We then set our password. Our password of Cisco123. Now we've set the password. Now we need to tell the login process on our, our, our line console um, interface to actually use it for the login process. All we have to do is type login at that point in time. We can exit out of our line con configuration. And notice right now our completion is going up right here. We're up to 13%. Configure the customer router host your customer router as the host name for the router host name. I like tab completion. That's what I hit right there. Customer customer router. Once again, completion went up from 13 to 17%. Our name changed there successfully. 
Configure the G00 and the G01 interfaces with IP addresses, subnet mask, and then enable them. We are in global configuration mode, so we can go into interface G0 slash one, gig zero one, set the IP address. And I did G01, right here's our information for G01. IP address of 192.168, Start, starting out address over 192.168.0.65. And then I hit enter, notice it says incomplete command, up arrow space question mark, what's it looking for? It's looking for the subnet mask. Our subnet mask once again is right here. So I go ahead and add that in at the end, 255, 255, 255 dot. Oh, I got to fix the 255. There we go. And the last fourth octet is 192. There we go. And we have to enable it. We have to turn it on. Once again, the command to do that, to turn it on, is no shutdown. There we go. Notice we get some updates here. Our change state has been went to up for both of them, for the interface and for the line protocol. I'm gonna hit enter a couple of times. Notice our completion is up to 30%. There we go. Now, we don't have to exit out. We can just change to the interface, seeing as I just did gig zero one. Now we need to do gig zero zero. So I type in interface space G zero slash zero. Our prompt once again still says we're configuring an interface. Our gig zero zero interface right here has this IP address 192.168.0.1 and the subnet mask of 255.255.255.192 IP address 192.168.0.1 and the subnet mask 255.255.255.192 there it is notice we are up to completion 39% we need to enable it we need to turn on that interface Command once again is no space shutdown. Before I hit enter, we are at 39% completion. I hit enter. We are now up to 43% completion. I'm going to exit out, so I'm just in global configuration mode. That takes care of D. Save the running config to the the startup configuration that is done in privilege exec mode. I need to type out exit to leave global configuration mode. Gives me an update. I hit enter, give me some clear working space. Copy, run, tab. I hit tab so it types out running config for me. Start, tab. There we go. Copy running dash config to startup dash config. I hit enter. They want to confirm that's the file name I want. Yep, that's the file that when, during boot up is going to be loaded into memory, the configuration file. Go ahead and save that. We are, we have now saved that information. Step two, configure the two customer LAN switches. Configure the IP addresses on interface VLAN one on the two customer LAN switches, make sure to configure the correct default gateway. I'm gonna go ahead and close customer router. Go ahead and close customer router. And these are the two customer switches, LAN A, LAN B, I have to go in and configure. I'm gonna go ahead and click on LAN A, slide it over, pull, pull a little bit bigger, get on command line tab. Once again, we are at the press return to get started. Hit enter a couple times. Now we can go in and type enable, get us in the privilege exec mode. First thing, configure an IP address on interface VLAN one. Get into global configuration mode, config T. Then we wanna get into the interface of VLAN one, interface VLAN one. Notice how our prompt changed from config for global configuration mode. Now we are configuring an interface. It has dash IF at the end. At this point in time, we can go ahead and enter in an IP address. IP address of, we can scroll up to our table. Once again, we are on LAN A switch. LAN A switch has 
an IP address of 192.168.0.2 with this subnet mask 255.255.255.192.168.0.2 once again we use the second one put in our subnet mask 255.255.255.192 there we go now while we're in there do no shutdown, good habit to get into. Make sure that your device is on. Notice what, as soon as we did no shutdown, we got some status updates. Interface VLAN one went up, line protocol has now changed up. Things are looking good. And the last part we had to do was set our IP or set up our default gateway. To set our default gateway, that's a device wide setting. It's not per interface, it's per device. And so what we have to do is get out of configuring the interface. I'd go ahead and type exit once, pulls us back into global configuration mode. Then the command here is, because it's part of the IP version four protocol, it's IP and then default gateway. I hit D, E, F and I hit tab, it completed it for me. And then I put in the IP address for the default gateway, 192.168.0.1. 192.168.0.1. Now, you don't have to enter in the subnet mask. The only time you enter in the subnet mask is when you are configuring, when you are setting an IP address on an interface. Because that IP address is already set on a different device, we're connecting to it, we don't have to put the subnet mask in there. At this point in time, before I hit enter, notice my completion's at 52%. I'm gonna hit enter. Takes us up to 56%. I think that was all we had to do on that device. Configure the IP addresses for VLAN 1 on the two customer switches. Make sure you get the default gateway. That's all we had to do there. I'm going to go ahead and close LAN A switch. Open up LAN B switch. Command line. Make this line a little bit bigger. And we're going to go through and enter in the IP addresses. Scroll up to my table. Here's my IP addresses, subnet mask again. From user exec mode to privilege exec mode, I go ahead and type enable. Get into global configuration mode, config T. At this point in time, we now go into the interface of VLAN 1, interface space VLAN 1. Set the IP address, IP space address. Once again, our IP address here, 192.168.0.66 and our subnet mask. Because we are setting the IP address, we are setting it on interface VLAN 1, we do have to put the subnet mask in. IP address of 192.168.0.66 with the subnet mask of 255.255.255.192. Hit enter. Add some, oh, I missed a five in there. Up arrow once, left arrow over, make it 255, hit enter. There we go. And turn it on. So do a no shutdown. You'll get some system updates saying things went good. And we have to set the IP address, or the sorry, the default gateway. Once again, the default gateway is a device-wide setting it's not per interface so we type exit once to get out of configuring just an interface takes us out to global configuration mode ip space def tab default gateway and our default gateway was 192.168.0.65 192.168.0.65 no subnet mask because we're not setting the address we're connecting to an existing one already go ahead and set that up Brings us up to 69% completion. Takes care of step two. On to step three, configure the PC interfaces. Configure the IP addresses, subnet mask, and default gateway on PC A and PC B. Go ahead and minimize that. PC A over here. Once again, configuring the IP addresses on the desktop tab. IP configuration, I go ahead and click on that. I'm going to scroll up to my chart here to get my information. PCA information is right here, 192.168.0.62 for the IP address. 
255.195.252.195.192 is the subnet mask. And the default gateway is 192.168.0.1. IP configuration right here is static. I go ahead, make sure it's on static. Enter in my IP address, 192.168.0.62. Subnet mask, 255, auto-populated 255.255.255.0. But once again, our default subnet mask ends in the .192. I need to go ahead and change that, 192. And we have to put in our default gateway, 192.168.0.1. That's this field right here. 192.168.0.1. Go ahead and minimize that window. We are up to 82%. The other thing I did here is make sure you click out of that field. As soon as you click out of the field, it commits the changes and your completion should go up to that. Right now I'm at 82%. Go ahead and minimize that, open up PCB, Click on desktop, IP configuration, make sure we're on the static here. Enter in our IP address. Once again, looking at our chart, here's our IP address information. IP address 192.168.0.62. Sorry, wrong one. 192.168.0.126. Subnet mask auto fills out to the to the slash 24, but we're, we're using a slash 26. We need to change the last octet to .192, and we need to fill in our default gateway, 192.168.0.65. There we go. Now, I still haven't clicked out of that field. Notice my completion's at 91%. As soon as I click out of that field, it takes me up to 95%. Coming down here. That is configuring our IP addresses. I'm not at 100%, so I'm going to go ahead and check, click on check results, click on assessment types. I am missing an IP address on LAN B, VLAN 1. Well, let's go in and check and see what I did. So on LAN B, my VLAN 1 IP address is wrong. On LAN B, our IP address. Now, best way to check this I found is go ahead and type out exit, bring us to privileges that mode, and then do a show running dash config. That's how our device is configured. That's the settings in RAM. At this point in time, I hit enter, I hit space. I'm gonna go down to the, at the end of this and here our VLAN 1 interface, 192. Oh, I missed an 8 right there. I missed an 8. Because if we look here on our LAN, it's 192.168.66. I typed in 192.16. So I have to go in and change that. Now, to go in and change that, I'm in privileges exec mode now. I type in config T. Go into the interface of VLAN 1. So interface VLAN 1. Now, to change an IP address, all you do is retype it and it's going to overwrite it. So IP address 192.168.0.66. Because we're setting the IP address, we need to put in the subnet mask 255.255.255.192. There we go. Before I hit enter, Before I hit enter, Ooh, starting to get confused here. Before I hit enter, notice my completion's at 95%. I'm gonna go ahead and hit enter. Takes me up to 100% completion at that point. Okay, that completes part two. On to part three. On to part three, test and troubleshoot the network. In part three, we're going to use ping command to test network connectivity. Determine if PCA can communicate with its default gateway. Do you get a reply? 
determine of PCA. I'm going to go ahead and click on PCA. I'm going to close this IP configuration window and I'm going to click on command prompt. That's where we're going to run ping from. Determine if we can ping our default gateway. Now, I'm going to type in IP, C-O-N, F-I-G, IP config, all one word, hit enter. That's going to list out what my default gateway is. I could look it up in the chart. I could have scrolled up. I could go into the IP settings, but this gives me my IP address right there. Now, go ahead and ping our default gateway. One night, or type in ping space 192.168.0.1. Yes, we get a reply. Determine if PCB can communicate with its default gateway. Okay, click on PCB. Once again, our IP configuration. If we look here, this is our default gateway, 192.168.0.65. So I'm gonna close the IP configuration button here. I'm gonna click on command prompt because that's where we do our ping. Once again, if you want, the command here was IP config. It displays our information. Here's the same value for our default gateway, 192.168.0.65. P-I-N-G space 192.168.0.65. Hey, look at that. That also works. Excellent. Last one. Determine if PCA can communicate with PCB. Do you get a reply? Okay, I'm gonna open up PCA here. And they wanna see, can I communicate with PCB? Scroll up to my chart, PCB's IP address is 192.168.0.126. PING space 192.168.0.126. There we go. Now notice our network portions are different. I'm pinging from 192. Let me scroll down to this chart here. I am pinging from this network to this network. They are technically different networks. What allows me to ping between them is going to my default gateway. The router routes between networks and then sends the information onto PCB, the destination. One network connected to a router that routes it to the second network. Determine if PCA can communicate with PCB. Did we get a reply? Yes. If you answered no to any of the preceding questions, then you should go back and check your IP address and subnet mask and ensure the default gateways have been set correctly. Part B, you want three yeses. If not, go back, figure out what you did wrong. That was Packet Tracer Lab 11.5.5 subnet and IP version 4 network. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.